Now a fishing legend in his own mind, Rick Jordan. I may be, but my mind is telling me we got to go fishing again. <laughs> Doggone it. It'll be ice fishing time before you know it. I am a little worried about that. <laughs> Hey, good morning to Russ Francisco at Marine General Supply, plus all our listeners out there. Hey, Russ, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Pretty good. I sure wish we'd get some more warm weather. I'm not done fishing yet. Uh, yeah, I I don't mind the cold, but I don't like the dark. You can't <laughs> do much in the dark. I, the dark is not my friend. <laughs> well, I agree on that one. Uh, I'll be honest, though. <clears throat> the last couple of weekends that I've been fishing with my son, we have not done well. I, I, I haven't found the fish again like we had a month ago. No, it's hit or miss, and it's it's a struggle, and people aren't moving around enough. Yeah, uh, they're there. They're probably in winter patterns. That cold snap we had, and the darkness. I think they went into winter patterns. That's what it seems like. Uh, I talked to guys up at uh, Rainy Lake, and they finished pretty good, but they were fishing thirty-four feet. So. You know, they were on those reefs to go from 16 to 34 feet, and they were dropping on the side of those reefs. So they did pretty good, but they're pretty well done now. It's gotten cold, and so they're done too. But I think that's the same thing here. I think we're just fishing too shallow. I've talked to everybody. Yeah. I think it's just time to fish like it's, we're in the winter, just uh, in a boat. Well, yeah, you, that, that, you got me on that one because I kept telling my son, shallower, shallower. I hear the reason I said that is one year ago on Winnie, cut foot, we were catching walleyes in five to seven feet, and I'm thinking, well, it's got to be the same in Island Lake, right? Um, well, it could be, but just, but it doesn't. It's just not this year. No, so it's that's, not. that's where we're at, and so that's that's where we're at. So it's a. Uh, it's okay, though. I mean, we'll figure it out, and, and now it's getting colder. And as we have no sunshine and the mm-hmm. temperatures drop into the 20s, the water temperature will follow it down. So it'll be uh, it'll be uh, not soon, and we'll start having skim ice and stuff. So yeah. uh, good time. If you haven't put your boat away or haven't thought about it, you might start thinking about it anyway. Well, you know. Yeah, uh, I've been thinking about it. Um, it's covered in mud. First off, I have to wash yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It was it was, it was uh, two weeks here, but uh, but yeah. we've done okay. Fishing has been okay. Big crappies, some yeah. big northerns. Musky fishing been excellent. Uh, we can see some nice pictures of forty inch plus muskies, so that's been good. Yeah, so it's okay. Uh, a few guys fishing out in the big lake, still taking some cohos. Uh, one of the kids that works for me was in uh, the baptism, and he got two real nice cohos. One was a uh, uh, twenty four and a half inches long. So wow. those are the Yep. So it's a uh, it's uh, it's been nice weather. So for that, and so we've got some water in the streams now. So yeah. stream fishing has been decent, and, and so we'll take advantage of what we have. But most people are starting to turn the corner, and they're thinking yesterday we sold a whole pile of boots and floating mm-hmm. uh, suits and stuff like that. So people are thinking of the next season. Uh, FYI, uh, we did notice water temperatures warmer than expected. They were around 50 to 53 degrees. That was Island Lake. Yep, very warm for this time of year. Yeah. Uh, but again, we didn't have any really cold temperatures, only a couple of days. Uh, we had a fair amount of sunshine, but mm-hmm. that, if you look at the, the forecast, uh, now we'll be down you know, in the 20s at night, barely getting out of the uh, freezing temperatures during the day, and that'll only for a couple hours in the afternoon. So we're going to be below freezing for a week and, and uh, for most most people, and then we have very little sunshine. So that water temperature ought to drop out 10 degrees in a week easy. So. Wow. We'll see what happens. You mentioned putting the boats to bed. Totally agree. But uh, you are uh, my guru when it comes to getting the boat ready for winter. A couple of tips, please, to to make it right when you put it to bed. 
Okay, so if you're not putting it to bed, just stabilize your fuel every time you go out because you will be putting it to bed unexpectedly, I guarantee you. Um, so do that and make sure your lower lube is changed. So if you, if you don't do anything else, uh, stabilize your fuel. Uh, if you're going to put the boat to, to bed now and change that lower unit lube, if you're a four-stroke, it's a good idea to do it in the fall. Uh, a lot of people do. A lot of people don't. Uh, there's mixed mixed uh, reviews on that. But <laughs> manufacturers recommend that if you use the boat a bunch during the summer, change the four-stroke oil and put it to bed with clean oil. Uh, and it's a good idea anyway because the water uh, oils flow a lot better even in the temperatures we have now than it will than they'll flow in the spring. So it, it's a good time to do it. And then uh, and then uh, you know take a look at make sure you disconnect your uh, at least the positives of, of your uh, electronics uh, to your batteries because even though they're off uh, and even though you take them off the boat those wires will drain your battery down. So make sure you disconnect them. And if you're doing that, take a wire tie and put them through the loops. Uh, mm-hmm. to make sure you get them back on the same way. Wow. Very good tips. Uh, some good deals at Marine General. Well, we, like I said, we've converted the store. So hats, gloves, mitts, boots, all the floating suits are out. Uh, yesterday was uh, a boots and suits day, so uh, they're all 20% off, and uh, we'll continue to do that. We've got a bunch of Carhartt clothing in. Uh, Fred's got that on sale, insulated FR. Uh, so we're going on that. Smart wool socks are all 20% off. we got some new socks from uh, uh, Heat Factory, and so they're, they're a little heavier uh, sock. They're not wool, but they're a little heavier for people that don't like wool socks. And, uh, and so those are in. Uh, upstairs, all the rods are out. Sharky's got them on sale. All the lures are out for ice fishing. We left the summer stuff out for people who still want to play. Uh, but uh, all the winter stuff is out, and we're ready to go as well as electronics. You're the best. You're the general. Russ Francisco at Marine General Supply. Thank you. Yeah, See you later. Bye-bye. Uh, we are going to have a special guest here. Uh, we're going to first visit with, with Pat Kukul and then try and hook up with Andy Schmidt. When you see Andy Schmidt outside on a lake or while you're hunting, he'll be wearing a badge. Uh, you know him, don't you? I think I've met Andy. Yes. Yeah, we've had him in the studio. Right. Mm-hmm. He usually runs with Kip Duncan. Ah, Hard to keep up with Kip, but <laughs> Andy can do it, and we will track him down somehow using magic telephones. Take a break. You're listening to The Fishing Frenzy with Rick Jordan. Oh, I'm sorry. I hit you a little early there. Ouch. <laughs> I just bunged my knee on oh, something down there. Um, Pat Kukul, top of the morning at Superior Shooter Supply. Hi there. Hey, uh, a lot has been talked about now that... Uh, AR rifles apparently are in the news. Again, yeah. Again. And my son and I had an argument about what A in AR rifle. Automatic rifle. That's what everybody thinks. But it's probably not. Well, he looked it up in the Google thing. <laughs> it apparently was a manufacturer of a, of a rifle. Armalite? Yeah, something like that. Well, Armalite, no, Armalite is the manufacturer, that's right. But oh. So is Colt, so was DPMS, so was 50 other manufacturers of mm. AR platform rifles. Gotcha. But you are on the feeling that it means automatic. It's not a manufacturer. Armalite is a manufacturer, this is true. It's an AR platform, but, you know, somebody, you want to argue the point you can. <laughs> How many times have you gone through that? A million. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm done doing it with you. So <laughs> hey, we're getting ready for serious hunting. Uh, it's like a disease up here when the snow flies uh, a little bit. We're out there. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. It's, 
and that's okay. You know, that's what we do here. Yeah. And uh, and that's fine. So in Minnesota, of course, we have the unique experience of being side-by-side states and Minnesota being the early season. And then, of course, we trot along during mm. Thanksgiving with Wisconsin. So as a retailer, you can call it a benefit, I guess, and it is. Uh, we are usually busier with Minnesota than we are with Wisconsin for some reason, and uh, that's okay, too. So, and a lot of people overlap, too. You know, they'll pay the, the non-resident license to come over here and hunt. Um, you know, one thing Wisconsin does, if, you're the, um, if you've never bought any type of hunting license in the state of Wisconsin, yeah. your first license is half off. Ah, so you know, I think I can't remember. It's half. It was one sixty. I don't know if they change it. So we'd be paying eighty for the first time buyer, which is kind of nice. It, that is a good deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it brings the hunter in to buy gasoline at a gas mm-hmm. station, food, Pepsi's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's something I, you know, a lot of people don't know, but it's uh, it's kind of a nice little little deal. And, um, of course, we get colder here <laughs> ah. because we're later. But uh, oh, we, we've got a few deer over here. I think we do anyhow. So we welcome all the non-residents. We do. And, of course, uh, as long as you kind of went over to something like that, you, you, if you are buying a long gun mm-hmm. in, in Wisconsin and you're not a resident, that's okay. You can buy it across the counter as long as you have the proper ID and fill out the paperwork. Some people get a little confused on that, but you certainly can. Unless you're from some of those strange states like New York and Massachusetts. How dare you call them strange? (laughs) Shame on you. I know. So you can buy that over the counter. It's the handguns that have to be. You have to pick up those in the state you reside in. So Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Concealed carry changes in every state, sometimes every city. It does. Yeah, and sometimes every city. That's true, too. So, yeah, so we welcome everybody. And we have some, you know, we have some nice selection of firearms. We do have a, if I say so myself, a pretty doggone good inventory of ammo. That's certainly better than... Yeah than prior years, which was enough to make us cry. Yeah, Four, yeah 410 is still short, but it is. So, yeah, we're, we're pretty uh, we're pretty in pretty good shape as far as uh, inventory goes. And what I think is neat about a, a store like yours, small enough to uh, have people stand around with a cup of coffee and talk about their experiences over the years, big mm-hmm. enough to handle every challenge. Yep, thank you. Yeah, and that's how we kind of feel about it, too. We really like our customers a lot for the most part. <laughs> and uh, we really, no, we really do. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really nice to have that rapport with them. It's nice to sell somebody their first gun. You know, yeah. it's nice to sell their son or grandson or granddaughter their, yeah. their guns. And, and it, it makes a big difference in our world, too. Hey, that, so, that brings up a little question. Uh, Grandpa <laughs> wants to buy Johnny, his, his grandson or granddaughter. Jill, mm-hmm. um, is there any problems in that kind of stuff? Uh, not in our state, there okay. isn't. Uh, and, it, and you have to have a paper trail over in Minnesota, yeah. but there really isn't. You know, they recognize that as, as a gift. Uh, they do. So it's not a big issue. It's not, a, it's not an issue over here. We always recommend people to keep, I'll tell you, it doesn't matter if you're buying for yourself or somebody else. Keep, I murdered their grandkids, keep 
a record of your serial numbers, please, please, please do not rely on us or anybody else. It's your gun. It's your responsibility. If that gun gets stolen from you and you come up and say, somebody stole my Remington 700, you're out of luck without the serial number. There's no way you can prove it's yours. So it's unless you come, you know, unless we have the paperwork, which we're bound to keep it. But I guess my point is, yeah. You really need to write down those serial numbers and keep them somewhere safe. I'm amazed at how many people don't do it. Um, you got me there. <laughs> okay. I'm amazed. I'll, that is, I'll yeah. get the serial You go home numbers. when you get yes and you write those down. And with our wonderful cameras, and I'll take a picture. You don't even have to write. Take Perfect. <laughs> hey, what are your hours at Superior Shooter Supply? We're open 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 on Saturday. Excellent thoughts today. We did something intelligent. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. If you say so. Pat Kugel, Spirit Shooter Supply. Speaking of intelligent, Andy Schmidt, I hope he's never stopped you for a reason. Dave? Oh, no, I'm I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've been, uh, well, well, we'll talk to Andy Schmidt. He's a DNR agent in Minnesota. We'll be right back. The Fishing Frenzy with Rick Jordan. I just gotta sing along. Hmm? Oh, go ahead. No. It's karaoke time. That's it. <laughs> All right, that was quick. <laughs> we'll start off with the first letter of the alphabet, as in A for Andy Schmidt, Minnesota <laughs> DNR. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, sir? Pretty good. Where are you right now? Or do you want to say? Uh, I'm just north of Duluth. Okay, you're near my house. Don't, uh, <laughs> don't do Close anything. Close to yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're right up there then. Andy Schmidt is with the Minnesota DNR. You've, how long have you been with the company? Uh, almost 16 years. 16 years? No kidding. You look so young. I know I look a lot younger than that. Yes, you do. Well, well, thank you. Next to Kip Duncan, you look even younger. <laughs> I, I, I won't throw stones at Kip. <laughs> okay, well, he's a pretty good thrower, so you better not. Uh, this has been, uh, I don't know, an average year, a good year, a bad year, depend on who you talk to for fishing. What have you seen out there? Are people Did people have a good summer catching? Yeah, I mean, there's always the dog days of summer, but uh, the fall's been good. This spring was was uh, was very good, in my opinion. Um, the the fall crappie bite has been very good, um, and and seeing some big walleyes yet this fall. Good, good to see. Uh, so the it's getting kind of chilly though, but I think we're due for some warm spell later in the week. That'll be good. What is the biggest violation that you guys have had to ding people for? Well, the most common violations are obviously like the no fishing license in possession, the um, you know the boat boat safety items, you know throwables, life jackets, that you know registrations. But um, I'd say probably the biggest one that's come to light in recent years has been uh, um, slot issues, um, measurements, and and whatnot on fish over length, under length fish um, has been very very common in in recent years, and now we have. With Fish Lake having a, a, a very small slot for walleyes, yeah. and now um, Island Lake has has a slot as well. 
um, St. Louis, pardon me, the St. Louis River as well. Um, that's been problematic. Um, it, one of the things that we keep running into is, is the sticker style measurement boards. Yeah. Um, I love them. I won't say the name of the tackle companies that have them. They're, they're wonderful for a, a guesstimation if you want to tell your buddies what you caught and, and toss a fish back. But um, I, always, I always encourage people to look into some form of a bump board, something that has a stopping end on it so they can make sure that their measurements are, are, are precise. Because um, when, you, when you get into it, eighth of an inch, sixteenth of an inch, eighteenth of an inch could cost you a, uh, a substantial fine if, wow. if you're caught with an illegal length fish. So. I never thought of that. Uh, our company, KDAL, did uh, a nice uh, project, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago. And we had thousands of those uh, on the paper, but they would stick for a while. Uh, one, nobody told me that, that, that there was a mistake on it, but one guy finally put it down to measure, and he said it was about a quarter of an inch off. Ooh. That's, that's a, that could be problematic. That would be, uh, yeah, because I used it for years. Oh, well. And then a lot of times guys will put them on their boat. you got a wet fish, and, and a lot of them have like that film on them, and they'll go to put them up to measure, and they'll look at the one end. And when they go to look at the tail, they'll, <laughs> it, invariably it's going to slide a little bit. So I always encourage the bump boards um, as uh-huh. much as possible if you're going to be keeping fish that are slot-related. Yep. Um, the other thing is, is now we, we do have some of these um, quality panfish initiative lakes around here. Mm. Um, where they've dropped to the five sunfish and crappie slots, that's been um, kind of problematic as well this year. Where, or not slots, limits. Pardon me. Um, so, some of those have gotten a lot more complicated, and and unfortunately, fishing has gotten more complicated if you like to bounce lakes. Yep, yep, that's a good point. Um, I've got to ask you though, what is the biggest? The biggest thing that we're doing wrong out there that ends up in a fine or you call them tickets, fines, whatever. What are we doing wrong? Is there one specific thing? Uh, with fishing, I would say the most common citation issued around here strictly related to fishing would be the illegal length fish. Yeah, okay. That figures. Yeah. How do we do safety? Uh, what? Oh, I'm sorry. You oh, go. Uh, and what I was going to say with, with, with boating whatnot, it typically, I would say the most common violation that's cited for is going to be uh, life preservers. Huh. Um, wow. I wouldn't... It's so easy. You put them in the cubby hole, put them on the back of the seat. It's pretty easy. It, it can be, but when you're bouncing between pontoons and, and regular boats, or they blow out, or, you know, I, I've, I've got kids when we go to the go to a friend's cabin, they're Every time they go to the boat, they seem to remove them so and, and leave them on the deck or wherever else so um, or in the yard, so I have to do a, a count every time I leave. But um, that's probably the most cited for for um, uh, the boating violations, and I would say the legal length fish for yeah. specific to fish. How were we doing safety-wise? Did we have any drownings or accidents this year around your area? Um, around here, we did very, very well, I would say, as a whole. Um, I, I'm going to knock on wood because we still got people using watercraft for fall fish biting and for our waterfall hunters. But mm-hmm. uh, around, around here, we did very well. But uh, 
I, I don't have the numbers to be honest with you, Rick, throughout the state. Yeah. Uh, as a former waterfall hunter, I will tell you that what we take out <clears throat> in uh, November and duck hunt and whatnot, um, not nearly as safe as what we take out in July to go fishing. It's kind of comical. You go out in, in, in cold, cold weather with a long forgotten about <laughs> boat that you leave in the weeds all, all summer long with a unreliable yeah. five-horse two-stroke that was built in the 60s <laughs> versus our, our fishing craft that we go out in the summer and in the warm weather and the warm water. But, um, yeah, and, and then we overload them with decoys. Oh, yeah, and, and a dog. It, yep, the dog. And, it, yeah, it's uh, that the waterfall hunters, a lot of times, the craft just aren't, they only use them for a short period of time, so they don't want to invest such a massive amount of money in their craft. And, exactly. And that, that is probably where we run into some quite a few issues here in the fall is, is the waterfall hunters just because of the crafts and the cold water. Okay, you get back to work. Uh, is Kip with you today? Uh, nope, I have a young rider with me here today, and we're going to go um, try to talk him into becoming a conservation officer. That would be Andy Light, then. Well, he's a lot bigger than I am, so... Oh, okay. Andy Schmidt, always fun to talk with you. We'll see you on the lake in a few months. Sounds good, Rick. Thank Thanks you. a lot. Good job. Andy Schmidt, Minnesota DNR. And I think we are very lucky. I, I haven't run into a DNR guy in a long time that has been a mm, jerk. They've always been nice. That's good. Let me see your license. Mm-hmm. Got any fish? Okay, thanks. See you later. I have met them, though. Yeah, I suppose. we got to take a break. We're getting a little behind here. We'll be right back. I'm Tim Lesmeister, and this is from the pages of the Outdoor News, sponsored by Fleet Farm, serving the outdoors since 1955. Archery deer hunters have been out in droves here in the past few days, and they're getting a lot of deer. I have a theory about why, and I'll tell you what it is, but first... For those who just can't wait for Black Friday, head over to Fleet Farm today for great Black Friday Now deals. Like a free battery pack with Milwaukee heated jackets, in-store only, or 40% off all men's field and forest flannel. And don't miss our trick-or-treating event on Saturday, October 28th from 10 till noon with treats for the first 200 kids and gift cards for best costumes. Enjoy Black Friday savings now at Fleet Farm, home of everything you need for everyday life. Deer hunters that have been out for the archery season this year have been doing quite well. I have a theory that the reason they're doing well is because we had some cool days come upon us. I think when you get cooler temperatures, the bug population drops precipitously, and these deer move around a lot more in the daytime. When it's warm and there are a lot of bugs out, those deer find a place that they can bed down, and they can tuck their head, and they can just steer clear of all the bug bites and all that hot weather. In times like these, those deer become very nocturnal. They get up to go out and feed at night. So now all of a sudden we've got comfortable weather, we've got lower bug numbers, and those deer pop up in the morning when the sun comes out. They jump up off their bed and they go out and they actively feed. So right now you better be targeting feeding areas rather than bedding areas if you want to get that deer because that's what deer are doing now. They're moving, and they're moving from their bedding areas to the feeding areas. Find that zone, you find deer. This is from the pages of the Outdoor News. 
The Fishing Frenzy with Rick Jordan. Johnny Charleston joins us at the shop, the bait shop on Rice Lake Road. Good morning, John. Good morning. Well, let's see, in a little bit, you're going to get a truck full of minnows today? Um, uh, we got our minnows in yesterday. So, we got fresh bait on hand right now. Uh, we got some bait last Friday and fished Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Did okay. Uh, not a lot of big in Island Lake. Surprisingly, as we were talking about earlier here, deep fish. Deep fish. Yeah. All right. Well, 25 feet or so. Well, there you go. Yeah. A lot of times when those those lakes flip, all of a sudden the fish patterns move, and they sometimes they're right on the surface, sometimes they're back to the bottom. But uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got our, our spots, various names, but I uh, have to say that... Uh, there sure is a lot of trash in the bottom of Island Lake, and I wish the guys and gals that cleaned that lake a hundred years ago had taken more trash out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, when they when they made Island Lake. Yeah, there a lot a lot of that the the water that filled in that area yeah. um, filled filled in some areas that were were, were old dumps back before everyone had. Um, Ooh. Garbage service back in the uh, back in the nineteen ten sixties and seventies and eighties. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, archery is becoming uh, very very popular. Nice going because you've got one of the nicest indoor shooting galleries for archery. Yeah, uh, quite a few people have been stopping back there this last uh, this last week. Um, Maybe it's been the, the gloomy weather, but uh, mm-hmm. people, you know, when they're looking for something to, to do and it's raining outside and, and well, we got the, the indoor range. It's uh, it's nice and dry and warm, and you can come and shoot a bow in comfort. Now, yeah. If you're all sighted in, go back out in the rain and go try to shoot a deer. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> uh, and you have archery equipment there to use to try out. Yeah, if someone wants to come in and, and demo some of the archery equipment, we have uh, quite a few bows on hand, left and right. And uh, for for the for the youth and to adult, and we'll, anyone that wants to come and shoot, we'll get them out there shooting. That a boy. What are the hours for that archery? Archery opens up every morning at nine, closes at eight, and seven on Sundays. And the bait shop and store. Bait shop in store. Uh, we open that up every morning at six. Close it at eight, seven on Sundays. Johnny, thank you very much. I'll be stopping by. Guess what? I get to put new line on my on my reel. Are you gonna you gonna put it away with the good stuff on so you don't have to do it in the spring? We intend to we intend to fish a little bit, and it really needs something fresh. So I'll see you in a little bit. All right. Perfect. Thank you. We'll be right back with more. The Fishing Frenzy with Rick Jordan. My Delilah. Right on. Sir Tom Jones, I believe he's a sir. I think he is a sir. Yeah. 
Uh, I wonder what his real name is. <laughs> He's you from, know, I'm not sure. It might actually be Tom Jones. It might be because check, yeah. in Wales, yeah. just about everybody is a Jones. <laughs> oh, there you go. And probably saw, all related somehow. Somehow, yeah. yeah. I saw an, an interview. Uh, what was the name of that show? A car show on BBC. Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I know this is a funny one, but the Minnesota DNR has put a, a warning out here that says, Hey, hunters, uh, you better know the difference between a white-tailed deer and an elk. Oh. Apparently, over the last few years, a lot of hunters are shooting elk when they don't have permission to yeah. do that. Some hunters have, I don't know, their vision's a little skewed. And, oh, well, that'd be me. But. Yeah, well, <laughs> cows get shot and other oh. uh, you know things besides what you're aiming at. Uh, do we have time here for uh, a yeah, quick I gotta, one? I got it. Sure, go ahead. Okay, okay. Uh, Bud Grant did a, did a thing one time. He had tricked uh He told this story down at the camp in Mankato, the uh, summer camp, that he had, he was out with a friend, and they were deer hunting, and he went past a farm, and clear as Dickens out there was a cow, uh, a cow cow, milk cow, no longer milk. Uh, And Bud took aim, and the guy said, wait a minute, that's not a deer, that's a cow. But Bud had made a pact with the owner of that thing. And sure enough, he tricked the guy to the point that he ran back to the car and drove away because he thought for sure they were both going to be arrested. But Bud Grant shot a cow on purpose with the permission of the uh, the farm owner. I wish I was there. Bud was always a f- funny guy. He uh, didn't act like it much, but when he pulled a fast one on you, it was a good one. Try to track down our people today. For some reason, we're we're running out of... Nobody's answering. Not even ringing. I know. We may have phone issues. I'm not sure. but uh, Why does this happen on Friday? I don't know. We'll be back and uh, try to get things sorted out here. Well, that's an interesting uh, situation. For some reason or another, the telephones are not working properly. We have run into that more than once. Well, they we? were doing just fine a couple of minutes ago, but oh well. My fault. I, I don't know. Apparently. Everything's my fault. That's what she says anyway. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, I, we we didn't get a hold of Dave Miller no, at Northwest no. Outlet. And I know he's around. He never leaves without telling us. Mm. And, of course, uh, Matt King up at um, Fisherman's Corner, or Matt King's Excellent Adventure. There you you can stop in up there, and uh, you'll find your bait, your tackle. They also have ammo for your hunting. Ah. If you're in the market for a new uh, a gun, they got those too. Well, I know the uh, the it's going to get cold. Warm clothes. Yeah, it's always important. Um, in fact, uh, the weather is calling for the temperatures we're seeing right now, 40, maybe 45 downtown. That's as high as it's going to be for the rest of the week. But you don't have the late next week forecast. Uh, well, let's see. How far do I, I only go through Tuesday. Yeah, I think by Wednesday she starts to warm up, and okay, we might even good. be near 50. You're kidding. No, sir. And Low that, 30s is the high on Tuesday for so for trick-or-treaters. Make sure you bundle up the little kids as they Where were you? Head out. What was it, 1990, 91, the big blizzard? Oh, 92, I think. 92? Yeah. Wow, that was. I something. was giving out candy at the door, and it was raining like crazy. If I remember right, and then it changed over to snow the next yes, day. Yes, uh, we had snow up to here. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that was some, that yeah. was amazing, and that was kind of a local storm, if I remember right. right. Wow. We it wasn't a statewide event, uh, so the rest of the state says, "Ah, there's no blizzard, <laughs> Halloween, you're you're nuts." But no, it was something. I remember the kids next door were mutant ninja turtles, <laughs> okay. and, and their mom had made <laughs> made uh, oh, wonderful costumes. Wow! And as they left our house, the snow was starting to get deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. There was a there are two green trails of, of ink <laughs> right through the snow all the way to their home. All right. I'm going to try one more time here, okay. and uh, we'll be back. Okay. Just take those old all right. We are uh, wrapping up the frenzy here this morning with no special guests. Well, unless you well, count uh, Tom Robick. Well, he's got his number 30 uh, uh, Vikings jersey on. C.J. Hams from <laughs> I went to Denfeld. Wow. Played at Denfeld, and now he plays with the Minnesota Vikings. Amazing. He doesn't play as much as he used to when he was blocking for. He still plays. Yeah. Plays quite a bit. Gets a lot of time. And he's on special teams. Yep. And he's, and he's captain of the team. Other than that, he's nothing. Yeah, I was going to say, what are you talking <laughs> about? The guy's a superstar. Wow. I have not met him, but I've talked to people that have, and they say he's a heck of a nice guy. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I hear, too. And he's got a nice family. So, yeah. Denfeld, mm-hmm. football, Vikings. Not a bad oh, jump. Not bad at all. He played so, for the Vikings at Augustana, too. He did. You're yeah. right. Yeah. He could have played for the Vikings in Cook had he gone to school up there. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, officially, somebody told me, that Cook was the very first team in Minnesota to be called the Vikings. Was that right? That's what somebody said. Okay. Can't name the guy, but I met him at a coffee shop up there. I said, home of the Vikings, huh? He said, yeah, not those Vikings. Those Vikings suck. Our Vikings are good. Wow. Wow. It's a little harsh. Not just a little. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, do do you go to Vikings games, Tom Uh, Ovick? I will make it to one game this year. I haven't gone yet. Uh, Packers, Vikings, New Year's Eve. (laughs) Really? Is that when they play? Uh, That's when they play. New Year's Eve. That'd be interesting. U.S. Bank Stadium. Oh, you're getting tickets. Bottom, I mean, they're the nosebleed of nosebleeds. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I'll be able to see the game from there, but, you know, I used, I, used, I used to have season tickets to the Vikings. You did? Media freebie. Yeah, come on. You're a big player. <sighs> I know. So, I, so we're, sitting <laughs> oh, wow. up, we're sitting up behind home plate at Met Stadium for Vikings football. Yeah. A guy and a gal, he was a TV media guy with his sweetie there. And uh, he's got a wine sack, <laughs> or what? He, wine skin, squirted wow. it all over my wife's brand new coat. Wow! Last game she went to. Oh, Did he pay for it? No. Oh, no. that's not fair. Oh, all right, we got to wrap things up, guys. It's been fun, but who are the Vikings playing this weekend? Uh, group uh, called the Packers. Packers. Green Bay Packers. Oh. Lambeau Field in Green Bay. At the, yep. Not oh. quite yet frozen. Tundra. Tundra. Yeah. Who are you rooting for, Randy? Uh, ah! It's a Packers jersey. All right. Don't you even have to ask? Rick Jordan will be back again next <laughs> Hopefully Friday. Hopefully the phones work. Please. That's right. Please.